You're listening to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. What do you think? Should that be the new intro of the Kiss Room? I really like that. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest band in the land, That's right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, and you got the best. I'm Matt Porter, and we are live in the Kiss Room. It is June, which means it's the beginning of the fourth season of the Kiss Room, broadcasting live on Monco Radio from Montgomery County Community College here in Bluebell, PA. To kick off the summer, I will be joined in the studio by a great group of people. We'll be talking to some very cool guests, all of the Kiss talk and Kiss tunes that you expect every month in the Kiss Room. You're listening to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. In the morning I raise my head, and I'm thinking of days gone by. And the thing I want out of life is...
ready to rock? Let me hear you. Are you ready to rock? Oh, yeah.
That's right, Kiss Army. Listen to the crowd. Going crazy. Of course, it's a little bit after three. Thanks for everybody who was bearing with us, who's listening live. We had a lot of technical difficulties, of course, right at the start of the show. The stream dropped out. I'm glad you're all hanging in there. I appreciate it. I'm Matt Porter. Obviously, we're in the Kiss Room. It's 311 here on Friday. I got a room full of people. We got Bobby Dreher. Yeah. My daughter, Madison. Yay. Yay. If you listened earlier, you got to hear her song on Madison's Dance Madison Explosion. Madison's Dance Explosion. Explosion was awesome. Todd Billet, a.k.a. Eric Todd Rock Scar. Yeah. And joining me again for the kickoff of the fourth season of The Kiss Room, my brother, Anthony Porter. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Doing great. No, it's funny. We were talking about this before the show started was... Really, the Kiss Room is just like every conversation that we've had since we were about eight years old, where you sat and talked about Kiss, so it's uh, it's great that you can be back here. Now, I know a ton of people are checking in, said they're listening. Chris Goff, he just said he's listening. He says some info. Who else we got listening? You got the list. Well, we got a whole list of beautiful people on a three, three o'clock that wanted to tune into the Kiss Room, start the Friday off. I'm going to run through these as quick as I can. The lovely Candy Burton. Mikhail Burrell, Simon Brereton, Phoenix Phil, Eileen Pompey, Jerry Botkin, Chris Ann Colvin, the great Ken Mills, Mark Anthony Kay, Joe Cimbelli, Javier Boster, Gene Simmons impersonator Robert Bentley, who I loved your segment a couple months back, Tracy Ditsworth, Martin Diamaso, my boy from New York, my boy from Pittsburgh, Steve Javorski, give you a special shout out to Woo, Dottie Jones, Kirk Randall, Nadine Raddick, Amanda Nealon, John Barbieri, Eric Miller, Ron Jones, Barry Sagoon, Rob Spear, Lenny Moreno, Michaela Plachinski, Mark Konzorowski, Daniel Cherry, and Lisa Burgoon. I think I got them all in there. We love you all. (laughs) Do we get anybody? Keep posting in there. Shot out of a cannon. Shot out of a cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, bit his tongue on that. Yeah. I'm on vacation today. I'm happy to be here. And obviously, coming up, we're going to talk to Coach Neff from Cadillac, Michigan, around 3.30. We're going to have this uh, today in history. We're going to talk to Ross Radley about his new book. But right now, what we're going to start with is going to be a recap of your experience at the uh, Indianapolis Expo. Yeah, we had a a really good time out there. I tell you what, um, Indianapolis, the people out there, I got to say, are just phenomenal. I mean, they're great. There's there's nothing more that can be said. They're diehard KISS fans out there. And we had the best time. Uh, Of course, I think a lot of people saw the picture of me and Mr. Singer together at the Indy Expo. Nice. And... um, you know, I got to tell you, I was going in skeptic, you know, because, you know, he came in at a very difficult time in the band's history, you know, with the passing of uh, Eric Carr. And uh, going in sort of, um, you know, iffy, iffy on the whole deal. But I tell you what, meeting the guy, got to talk to him for uh, a good good amount of time, a really cool guy and um, very deserving of his place and his role in Kiss, I mean, we stood there. We talked about um, uh, this little girl, three years old, I believe, two or three years old. Uh, he's like, "Eric Carr, come over here." And I was like, "Wow, you know, Mr. Singer's calling me over." And he's like, "You got to hear this girl sing Beth." And and me and Eric Singer are standing there while this little three-year-old girl is singing Beth to us. <laughs> and I was like, "How cool can that be?" That's awesome. So you know, we go back around. And uh, he does the the signing of, uh, you know, the merchandise and stuff like that. And we just started talking like, you know, we're old buddies, you know. And 
I told him, you know, who I am, what I do with Eric Carr's family, and, you know, found out to be totally awesome, you know. And, of course, you got to remember, Eric Singer is one big KISS fan, if not the biggest KISS fan. So, you know, him getting that background of what I do with the family, he found that totally cool. He was ecstatic that I show up in none other than the Elder Costume, one of his, you know, one of his favorite albums, um, as he told me. And then uh, we just got off on some of the weirdest uh, conversation. We talked drums. <laughs> we talked about um, acupuncture, which I found out is, is a drummer's key tool if you're aching, hurting, and have ringing in the ears, by the way. You know, it's, huh? a, it's a good core. Yeah, yeah, huh? It's a good cure for that. Acupuncture. So Eric, while you were talking, you were on pins and needles. Anyways... So yeah, I mean it was a completely damaged sound. It was a great time, uh, great Q and A with Eric too. You know, he talked about um, anything and everything with the band. Um, did he know. mention anything specific that we really want to know? Um, he probably did, and I probably forget. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I, um, I like, mean, he, he somebody just, must have said, "When's Kiss Allergy Four coming out? When's this?" That and he the said, other? Uh, "Talk to Keith," and he pointed <laughs> over to Keith the Roo. And then Keith Rue answers the very classy way, talk to Tommy. And, of course, Tommy's nowhere to be found. He's probably on the golf course somewhere, you know, hitting a couple rounds. But, um, you know, there, there was lots of stuff. Um, you know, we, he talked about uh, his three times joining KISS, you know, back when Eric Carr passed away would be the first time. Then uh, the first go-around on what was the farewell tour, I believe. He sat in for Peter when Peter disappeared. We'll put it like that. And then, of course, his stand in uh, Kiss Now. So, um, you know, he talked a lot about that. Um, hinted around maybe about a new album, but, uh, you know, wasn't too, you know, sure about that. I mean, I think we got more from Well, Gene Paul's Paul, saying you know. that uh, he doesn't think they need another album. Gene says right. there definitely will be another album. And uh, the really cool stuff he talked about was um, his his work with Kiss prior to joining Kiss, which was a lot of um, working on some tunes with Paul for Hot in the Shade, and then uh, of course the the demos and stuff for uh, what became Revenge, and uh, a lot of that talk was really cool because it's it's stuff that maybe not the everyday Kiss fan really knew. You know, so him talking about that was really cool. And uh, another cool thing was when we were back there sign or having him sign all of our merchandise, he goes, you know, he, he's really big in the kids, loves kids, you know, loves them to death. Like I said, with the three-year-old that came up and was singing Beth. And he goes, oh, by the way, this is my nephew and introduces us to his nephew, which was really cool. Wow. And they, he was like, yeah, you know, we were out last night. We were sneaker shopping, you know. And <laughs> then Keith starts busting his stones about, well, yeah, take Eric Singer sneaker shopping. You're going to be in the store for like four hours. <laughs> and he goes, why are you busting my balls? I was only in there for 30 minutes, and I was buying shoes for my nephew. You know, so it was a really awesome time in Indy. And we'll be back, hopefully, um, whenever Keith and Steve uh, nail it down, probably the end of August. Or September for the second uh, Kiss Indie Expo. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get any good merch? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. And I tell you what, it, it was a 
I know. If my wife's listening, she's going to kill me for saying this. I'm probably going to end up with a black eye when I get home. But it was a big mistake. Um, if you saw, uh, Kiss Army Warehouse has these awesome Kiss skulls out. Now, of course, I had the small version. Lo and behold, when I get there, this, this attractive blonde lady who wanted a picture with me conned me into getting the medium and the large versions. Now, let me tell you, these things take up an amount of room. When I say a big amount of room, I tore my drums down to make room for these things, which now the drums are set back up because we'll get into that a little bit later on, and um, that's another story. But we got that. uh, We got some cool Eric Singer merchandise that he had, uh, you know, um, autographed drum head, some sticks. Uh, He had pictures there, too, and... um, the hat that I'm wearing. Can everybody see the hat that yeah. I'm wearing? You know, yeah. it's radio. It's whatever <laughs> yeah. you want it to look like. That's it's not great. a hat for radio. Yeah, it's a it's, cool it's, dynasty hat. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. That's cool. Like That's a we cool got hat. that there. We got that from little Davy Jones, if we remember <laughs> nice. him. Absolutely. Uh, Kiss Room alumni. And uh, yeah, you know, everybody uh, had a really good time. I mean, it was a good time. And um, the bigger expo will be <clears throat> this fall. Excellent. Well, I know you have some announcements you're going to make. We're going to bring that up, and we're also going to give away an Eric Carr. We're going to announce our contest. But I want to talk right off the bat. We've got Anthony Porter, my brother, also a lifelong KISS fan. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, your band. you got a gig coming up, right? We have a Clashing Plaid is my band. Uh, we're playing tomorrow night in Exton, PA. So if you're listening on the podcast, you probably missed it. But if you're listening right now, it's in Exton, PA at uh, Doc Watson's. You can go to Clashing Plaid Facebook, and I'll tell you what, anybody that shows up tomorrow and says, I heard this on the Kiss Room, I will give you a Clashing Plaid CD for free. About the first 10 people to do it, I guess. And uh, after that, we're going to spend the summer working on a new record, and and that's about what we're doing right now. So there's the big announcement for that. If you go to yep. ClashingPlaid.com, you can get all the info about where your gig's going to be. If you say that you heard this on the Kiss Room you'll get a free CD. A free all-in CD. That's sure. fantastic. How about the first, we'll say like the first 10 people to do it. And I heard this on the Kiss Room. And I heard it on the Kiss Room. And you know, and mm-hmm. the good thing about that is this song would be on that CD. Yep.
right. That's Clashing Plaid here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. We get a lot of that talk about, well, can we post things that are not related to Kiss? Hey, that's Batgirl. If you want to post a picture of Batgirl or Clashing Plaid, we're in the room with Clashing Plaid. How great is that? So go to that gig tomorrow. Chris and start walking now. You can make it there in time. The, <laughs> <laughs> and then you figure, look, it's a party. If you say you heard in the Kiss Room, go talk to my brother. You're going to have a good time. That's for sure. So we got a lot going on. Obviously, at 3.30, we're going to talk to Coach Neff from Cadillac, Michigan. They have a big event coming up. Uh, if you go to ClashingPlaid.com right now, you can download the entire Play It Loud album for free. It's phenomenal. Uh, one of my favorite album covers of all time as well. So go to ClashingPlaid.com. Obviously, lots going Kiss on. Kiss fans like Things on Fire, that album. Things on yeah. Fire, right. We almost burned down the house doing it. You'll see a lot of... Oddly enough, you'll see some sparklers in that shot. You'll notice a lot of the artwork that I do. I like sparklers. They, they make cheap, good, easy stuff. So it's, uh, it works good for me. One of the things we were talking about coming in here, obviously my brother and myself, we've been fans since we're about eight years old, like 1976. And I said to him, do you remember that time we were, we were painting the fence? We were whitewashing a fence at our uncle's farm, and we're sitting there talking about Lick It Up. So it has to be that summer, and the Lick It Up was out. And I remember saying, young and wasted, do you think they're drug addicts? And we were, we were young guys at the time, what, 1983? We were probably still in high school, I guess. We so were super young. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we were really, yeah, that's right. Well, the, you were younger than me. But the, uh, the funny thing is, like I said, the conversations that we used to have just kind of with each other, what we talk about here in the kiss room. So it's, uh, it's good fun. So really with that in mind, we're going to hope to get Coach Neff on the phone. Um, we're going to go to a break right now, which I'm going to cue this track up. Today is... A special event, and thanks to Ken Mills, we have today in history right here. Come on, dudes, let's crank it! We have ignition. On this day in history, brought to you by the podcast in the Kiss Room. Now print it with real Kiss blood. Today in history, June twelfth. 1973, KISS enters Electric Ladyland Studios in New York to produce a demo with legendary producer Eddie Kramer, who worked with Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, and Jimi Hendrix. The demo includes Watching You, Deuce, Black Diamond, and Strutter, and is funded with studio time from Ron Johnson as payment for the $1,000 owed Paul and Gene for singing backups on two of his projects, Mr. G. Wiz and Lynn Christopher's album. Here are the sounds captured on June 12, 1973 at Electric Land Studios. The Kiss Demos by Eddie Kramer and Kiss. On this day in history.
and Kistery, brought to you by the Podkist and the Kiss Room. We still play with our Kiss color form sets. That's right, we still play with our Kiss color form sets. And on the line right now, calling in from Cadillac, Michigan, Coach Jim Neff, welcome to the Kiss Room. How are all you guys in the Kiss Room doing today? Fantastic. Okay, we're honored that you could call in. Now, obviously, anybody that's listening to the Kiss Room knows the legend of Cadillac and Kiss and the homecoming. And how? just bring us up to speed. Tell us about that. Well, that was uh, crazy, you know. Uh, as uh, I often tell the story, our team in 1974 uh, lost its first two ball games. We decided to play Kiss music in the locker room to loosen them up, and uh, we started a winning streak. And I contacted Kiss uh, in the middle of the winning streak, and uh, oddly enough, I was sitting at home in my Lazy Boy chair uh, one evening, and uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley called from backstage at a concert, and they were just fired up to find out what we were doing and uh, asked me to make sure that I sent all the scores to them week by week. And so um, they they became kind of invested in the football team, and we won seven games in a row uh, playing the music, and that continued to the next year where uh, we found out that they were going to be in Michigan uh corresponding to the same dates as our 1975 homecoming. And so uh, we proposed that maybe they'd come up and, you know, maybe sign some autographs, do some pictures, something like that. And uh, one thing led to another. And we wound up having Kiss here for a couple of days in Cadillac, Michigan. Unbelievable. Uh, And we did the concert in the gym, which was probably the centerpiece, the thing that everyone remembers. Uh, We got everything into the gym that they had used at the Cobo Hall shows. Uh, except for the giant kiss sign. We would have had the chainsaw, uh, a door post. <laughs> and uh, when I heard the chainsaw going, I rushed out and said, we're going to do something else. Uh, but that was a, a night to remember. And, and uh, the next day they left uh, from our football stadium via helicopter. And so, you know, the whole uh, experience was uh, something surreal. Uh, you, you couldn't make it up. You couldn't do it again. Uh and it's uh, it's been forty years now, and and the story just gets bigger and bigger. Well, you know that's that's funny you'd say that because I know that is one of those things that almost lives in legend. The idea that how do you think that the legend of it compares to what actually happened? Well, you know, I often tell people that about about two thousand people attended the concert, and a hundred thousand claimed that they did. <laughs> um, It's unbelievable. Uh, It's passed down from generation to generation, Matt. That's that's what's uh, amazing (laughs) to me. And, you know, I I ski uh, during the winter with some guys that are are late 70s and early 80s, and they remember taking their kids to the concert, and those kids uh, grew up with the story. And uh, now the, the people in Cadillac that are helping put together the 40th anniversary celebration, these are all students who were you know, four, five, six years old when that uh, that thing happened. And it's still the the one thing that they remember most about living in, in Cadillac and being a student in the Cadillac schools. They just, it, it's a story that never goes away. And, and uh, not a month goes by that I don't hear from a KISS fan wanting me to reach all the story. <laughs> in fact, I did that just this morning with a KISS fan from Chicago. So, um it's an amazing uh, piece of history and, and uh, something that uh, our town is proud to be involved in. And, and, you know, my 15 minutes of fame is like 40 years. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, and that's one of the things you're talking about is obviously coming up October 9th and 10th that you will be celebrating the 40th anniversary of the KISS homecoming at the Cadillac High School. And it's also the uh, 120th anniversary of Cadillac Viking football. So you have a ton of festivities planned for the weekend. Can you tell us what that's all about? Well, we, you know, we let the 20th go by and the, the 30th go by. And finally, everybody said, you know, uh, let's do something for the 40th because it's really going to be cool. So uh, on Friday night, uh, we're going to have Friday afternoon, we'll have the traditional homecoming parade. We'll have a lot of kids themed floats um, involved in that. Uh, the 74 and 75 football teams will be back. They're marching in the parade. We've got the homecoming queen from back then. Uh, so we've got a lot of uh, things going on. Then the football game on Friday night, traditional high school football game. We, we expect a packed stadium. That'll be cool. Uh, uh, we didn't want to mess with the football game, and we didn't want to mess with the homecoming dance, which attracts about 80% of the students on Saturday night. And so we decided that uh, on Saturday, uh, sometime around 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, we're going to dedicate a monument to Kiss, and I'll explain that in just a minute. That'll be followed at 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock by a recreation of the concert in the gym with uh, Mr. Speed. And, uh, you know, the, the 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock might seem like an odd time for a concert, but it allows the kids to go to the concert and also attend the homecoming dance that night. And quite frankly, for old geezers like me, <laughs> I, can, I can stay up until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But, you know, if we did it at night, I might be sleeping in a chair somewhere. So uh, that that's going to turn out okay. And and uh, so that'll be a, a big centerpiece. Our great friends, Mr. Speed, is going to help us uh, recreate that, and and, uh, and we're going to do that in the gym just like it was back in 1975. The, the thing that's kind of uh, really uh, exciting to me is that we're going to erect a monument to Kiss, and this will be the only one in the world. It's uh, on its base. It'll stand about eight and a half feet high. It's made of midnight black granite. It'll have pictures laser etched into the the surface of the thing. It, they look just like you hung pictures on the surface, but they're actually part of the, the, the granite. Um, a story about what happened in 74 and 75. It'll be located near the football field. And, uh, you know, KISS fans over the years have come to Cadillac and said, we'd like something, you know, to take a picture in front of. We'd like to have something where we could stand and and take a picture. So they're going to be able to stand in front of this magnificent white granite monument and uh, have a football stadium in the background. It's going to be a phenomenal picture out for visitors to, to Cadillac who want to see this. And, and as I said before, it's the only one in the world, and it's, it's going to be just ultra cool. Now, you talk about that, KISS fans coming there almost as a pilgrimage, coming to see that spot. Now, how can people get involved? Obviously, that a monument of that nature is going to cost a little bit of money. And I know that you have a Kickstarter fund or something like that. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we, we have uh, some fundraising going on right now. We have some local sponsors and so forth, but uh, we really need the help of the KISS Army. You know, if they could donate $5, $10. Uh, $8 billion would be good, <laughs> but, but five, you know, just small amounts. And, and what you do is you go to kisscadillac.com and click on Donate. And what's cool about this is rather than go through Kickstarter or one of the, the ones that uh, might be more well-known, this is an organization called Indiegogo, which is uh, made for nonprofit organizations. So when you click on and make a donation through uh, Indiegogo, Two things will happen. First, you'll get an email back that says that you've made the donation, and then you'll get another email back 
from uh, another organization that uh, is collaborating with us that says that you've donated to a nonprofit organization. So depending on how you do your taxes, it could be tax deductible. <laughs> so how cool is that? You know, you make a, a tax deductible contribution to this monument. You're part of history, and uh, and everybody can get involved in this, and, and uh, we're really counting on the KISS Army to come through and help us out on this. That's fantastic. Now, thinking back to that at the time, you know, what were your thoughts? I mean, what were some of the things that really stand out in your mind from that weekend of having them there and what was happening at that weekend in Cadillac, Michigan? You know, it, it was such a surreal experience. Um, I often tell people that we were, we were kind of lucky in a, in a sense. The first thing we were lucky about was it was in 75 before the Internet and before uh, a lot of social, any social media. So um, it was very easy for us to pull off this event, not easy, but it was easier for us to pull off this event because it took so long for news to travel. And we didn't tell anyone KISS was going to come. We knew we would have more people than we could handle in our small town. We wanted just to have it for our students, so we didn't really tell anybody KISS was coming until two days before. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that was, that was part of it. The other part is that we did so many things that you probably couldn't pull off today. And I was so busy. I'll give you an example. I was so busy that I never had my picture taken with the band. <laughs> so you have all these great photos of everybody with the band. And the guy that brings them here doesn't have a picture of himself with the band. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's nuts. And I'll give you one short little story. Uh, we're going to do this concert in the gym. Well, here's Kiss, and all this gear is coming in the gym. And, you know, you don't plug Kiss into a wall socket. Right. Uh, so we needed some power. So they string this cable down the hallway that looks like an anaconda to the transformer room. And this guy's got two, uh, I open the door and the guy's got two things that look like battery cable uh, connectors. And he hands me a pair of rubber gloves and he says, well, I think I know what I'm going to do here. He's just like, here's the deal. I'm going to clamp onto what I think is right, and you you got the rubber gloves, so if I'm wrong, try to pull me off. He said, here's what's going to happen probably. He said, if, if I'm right, we're going to have power. If I'm wrong, there's a good chance we're both going to die. And, and being young and stupid, I say, hey, that sounds good. Go for it. You know, so... He, he guessed right. We had power, and, and uh, so that's something that you could not probably do today. There's probably a lot of regulations that say, you know, don't play with electricity. Well, you know, it's funny. That was one of the things we had J.R. Smalling here last month, and a lot of the things they talked about were things that they did on the road, certainly trying to be safe. But, yeah, today, you know, they might not, they might not get away with. But the uh, Now, is that is that the show in Traverse City where the power went out and they only played three songs? You know, uh, after they had appeared in Cadillac, they did go to Traverse City, and I was at that show. And it was in an ice arena, and uh, Styx was the opening act. And I think they got through, as I recall, they got through their opening set. And then Kiss came on and played two or three songs, and then the power went out. Um, and it was a transformer that blew outside the stadium, so it, there wasn't anything that, uh, that the people at the ice arena could do. And so they played... You know, three songs, and and the crowd left, and we all went back to the Holiday Inn and, and had dinner. And that was um, kind of an ill-fated show. Uh, it was interesting to be there, but, uh, you know, everyone 
did not get to hear the full Kiss experience, obviously. Wow. Now, is that when, I know we were talking earlier, was that when your wife baked them uh, some lasagna and took it to the hotel room and your mom went with you? No, nah, different story, man. <laughs> I, I have a million stories. I've, my wife is a saint, and we've been married uh, in August 47 years. And so right. uh, she, 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 she put up a lot and gone a lot. But, but Kiss was playing in Detroit at Cobo Hall, and it was a Sunday. And uh, when they were up here, Alan Miller, who was a manager at the time, had had dinner at our house, and my wife was maybe the best Italian cook in the entire continent. Um, she made lasagna, and Alan just loved this lasagna. So they were at the St. Regis Hotel in Detroit, and uh, we were going to go down there. And, and so uh, he said, you know, is there any chance your wife can bring some of that lasagna? So <laughs> and baked a 35-pound lasagna. This thing was it took up the whole trunk of the car. And, and, and my mom, who was just a great lady, decided that uh, she would like to go with us. And so down we went and... Uh, and and uh, the cook at the St. Regis Hotel heated up the lasagna, and uh, all, the whole band came down. We ate lasagna, and then we got in the limos, and we went down to Cobo Hall for the sound check. And so my mom got to meet the band and, and eat lasagna with them and go to the sound check. And, and I often tell the story. I was at the sound check there in Cobo Hall, and, and I may be one of the few people on earth that have ever heard Kiss play Day Tripper by the Beatles. Wow. Uh, and, and that was one of the songs they played in Soundcheck. And then, uh, of course, we saw the whole show and, and returned home that night. But uh, they were so nice to my mom and so accommodating. And, and uh, probably the only person who was a little insulted during the whole thing was the cook at the St. Regis. You know? <laughs> we, we reduced him to being the guy that warmed up the lasagna. <laughs> We don't know. At that point, you were you were meeting them and seeing them play at a time that was very earlier in their career, and really they're just on the verge of really hitting it big. Now, when you were seeing them this early, did you ha ever have any thought that they would be as big as they would get, and that forty years later you'd still be talking about it? Well, I don't. Have, I don't think anyone did. Um, you know, we, we. How could you even conceive that that would happen? You'd go to those Cobo Hall shows, and they were sold out, and they were crazy. But also, I saw them at uh, at uh, Central Michigan University once, and Northern and uh, Western Michigan University once, and those are smaller shows, Saga Auditorium. So they're playing places that are five to seven thousand seating, and then going to you know so selling four nights in a row at Cobo Hall. So it was kind of an odd mix of big venues and small venues. Um, and, you know, as you watch the show, you just wondered how they could, could carry this off um, for years and years to come because it was just such a massive production. Um, but it was, it was pretty cool. I, I didn't have any idea this story would last this long, that's for sure. You know, another thing, you're talking about your mom baking lasagna. Now, you also told me you have a story where you and your mom had met Alice Cooper. Well, Alice, there was a, a venue by Flint called Sherwood Forest, and, and a lot of the early bands played there. There was a, a band in Flint called The Last Herd, which is Bob Seger. There was a band called The Bossman, which was Dick Wagner. Um, there was all kinds of, uh, of local bands there, and they played this venue, and, and my brother who worked for, for Brother David, who worked for a, a WTAC in Flint in promotion a little bit, um, said to my mom, you know, this, we've got this band called Alice Cooper, and I'm going to help him set him up. 
and you want to go and see these guys. They supposedly they they are all transvestites, <laughs> and and my mom my mom was pretty cool. You know, my mom took me to my first concert when I was ten years old, and the headliners were Chuck Berry, Buddy Holly, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Nice, and and, and so she was pretty cool. So she goes to the concert, and and after the concert, they're breaking down the, the stage, and and uh, my brother introduces uh, Alice Cooper to him, uh, or, which is. Vince, you know, Vince Fernier. And he said, uh, you know, how'd you like the show, Mrs. Neff? And she said, well, you know, I, I thought the show was pretty good. She said, but you guys aren't transvestites like any more than I am. <laughs> and, and he said, he said, you know, Mrs. Neff, you're right. He said, but I'm going to ride this Alice Cooper thing all the way to the bank. You can bet on it. And he did. That's fantastic. Now, you talked about not having taken a picture with him, but I know you had mentioned that you had a shot of Gene with no makeup that you took backstage at the Nassau Coliseum, New Year's 1976. So you kept that secret all this time? Well, what happened was um, they actually said uh, to my wife and I, we'd like to fly you in. And, and uh, so we, we, that's the first time either one of us had ever been on an airplane. And so they flew us in New York for New Year's Eve, 75-76. And uh, Bill Starkey was part of that group, too, the guy that started the Kiss Army. And, and we stayed at a hotel in, in downtown New York and limoed us over to the Nassau Coliseum. I think Blue Oyster Cult might have opened the, the show, and I think Mountain, maybe, Leslie West, uh, was a, one of the opening acts. And, and uh, we were backstage, and back then, as you recall, no one was allowed to photograph uh, Kiss Without Makeup. Sure. And so I'm back there, you know, uh, Gomer Pyle from the, from the six and, and, uh, I've got my camera out and I'm clipping pictures and, and Gene happens to be standing there and I, I take one of them. I don't know I'm doing anything wrong because, you know, I'm young and stupid. So, uh, he came over and he said, uh, you know, I, we're not supposed to take pictures of that. He said, you got to promise me that, uh, that that'll never be publicized anywhere. And I, I said, don't, don't worry. You know, I said, I'll, I'll keep that in confidence, uh, and and I had that for years and years, and and of course after they unmasked and and were no longer wearing the makeup, well then it was okay. But I I still have the it's an old black and white, it's not very good, but uh, I kept that uh, as private uh, at Gene's request. That's fantastic. Now we've all seen the films of that where it looked like everybody from the mayor and everybody in the town council got their faces painted. Did you get your face painted that weekend? Well, yes and no. There is a picture, probably the only picture of me during that weekend. Uh, we're at the breakfast, and there's a picture of me, and uh, I'm sitting next to Ace. And the good news was that the mayor and the, and the principal and, and all the dignitaries had their faces painted by the guys themselves. I mean, they were really nice makeup jobs. You've seen the John Loren, our principal, Gene did his, and it's just a phenomenal makeup job. Our our Superintendent Bill Smith, uh, Ace, did his, and he's got a, a great job. Uh, I, on the other hand, had mine done by a student, and it looks like somebody with finger paint, uh, <laughs> you know, slapped it on in about 30 seconds, which was the case. It was supposed to be sort of like Gene Simmons. Uh, it would be pretty much of a stretch to, to figure out what it was. So that I, the answer is yes, I had my face painted, but it was really a, a poor job. And <laughs> probably a good deal that no one took my picture. There you go. Well, now, a lot of the very famous photos that came out of that, there was a lot of students with the makeup and the football team had the makeup. So I'm guessing is the Alumni Association there, are they really in contact with a lot of these students, and do you think a lot of them will come back for the event? 
Oh, I, I know. I, uh, absolutely. In fact, it's going to be very cool. Uh, in terms of the makeup, the reason everyone was in makeup is we charged the gigantic price of three dollars and fifty cents. We were trying to <laughs> off, we we're trying to offset some of the expenses for the band, and, and fifty cents of, of each ticket went to makeup. And so the kids actually all met in the cafeteria and did makeup on each other. And so the entire crowd was in makeup. Um, so that was. You know, that was kind of a, a cool thing there. Um, I forget the rest of the question. I'm old, man. Well, uh, really, I guess the idea that I, th- I think it would be great, even if they could recreate some of those uh, oh. group photos and things like that. Oh, and yeah. it's funny because I've seen that yearbook sell for thousands of dollars on eBay. Like, who would have thought that the yearbook, you know, I have a yearbook. I don't think it's worth $3. But, uh, you know, <laughs> those. Uh, but your yearbook from that year, I've seen it on eBay go for a lot. Well, I, I know that a lot of the alumni are going to come back. I, I talked to a representative of the 1976 class, which would be the KISS class. They were the class in, in 75 that fall uh, when KISS came. And uh, they're not only going to have a, a reunion, but they're also going to uh, band their money together. And uh, we have on the monument, we have some spaces where sponsors for 2500 bucks sponsors could actually permanently put their their name on the monument wow and wow. the class of 76 is going to do that which i think is really really cool oh it's fantastic uh, also i've talked to the, to the uh, class of 74 and uh uh in that class is uh, coach brines son dave and Co- and um, john lorena principal his son dave are both in that class and so they're getting uh, together those two classes so i know that that uh uh, at least uh, members of those two classes are going to have a kind of a mini reunion uh, during this weekend, and I think Kiss fans will have a lot of fun talking to these people because they're in a lot of the classic photos. Uh, a lot of the football players will be back, and and uh, they'll be able to to talk to the guys that were actually in those photos. So it, it's going to be very cool. And I think a lot of people that are coming from all over the world, they're going to need to know the definition between uh, that a soda is not a soda as we on the East Coast think. It's actually a chocolate ice cream soda. Well, you guys on the East Coast, you know, you all talk funny. <laughs> and, uh, and your idea of a soda is a soft drink. It's a soft drink. But here in the Midwest, we call that pop. <laughs> and and after that ill-fated Traverse City show, we went back to the Holiday Inn and we were ordering us dinner, and Paul Stanley said to the waitress, you know, uh, what would you like to drink, sir? And he said, I think I'll have a soda. And she said, well, what kind? He said, well, any kind will be fine. So she came back with uh, what we in the Midwest call a soda, which is scoops of ice cream with uh, chocolate sauce over it and some some carbonated water. You know, ice cream soda. Paul said, what's this? And the waitress says, it's a soda. He said, no, no, no. I mean, like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or something. She said, you mean pop? <laughs> Paul looked at her and said, yeah, I guess I do. And so Paul Stanley had whatever he had for dinner and chocolate soda. So we got that event coming up October 9th to 10th, 2015, the big anniversary homecoming. Coach Neff, we really appreciate you calling in. Everybody should go to kisscadillac.com and find out how they can donate and be part of the history in Cadillac. Any last-minute thoughts for our listeners? You know, it's, it's, uh, people say, what can I do? And obviously donate to a monument fund. But the biggest thing that you can do is to come to Cadillac, Michigan, enjoy all the festivities, buy a ticket to the concert, come on and rock and roll with us. Uh, we're going to be happy to have you, and, and we're going to have all these things in place for years to come. So 
you know, if you can't make this weekend, come back at some other time. We're just going to be so pleased to have everyone uh, come and enjoy Cadillac, Michigan. It's a beautiful place to visit. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks, Coach Neff. We're thinking about the homecoming, and we're going to play Coming Home into the break here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. On this day in history, brought to you by the podcast in the Kiss Room. Now print it with real Kiss blood. Today in history, June 12, 2001. Today marks the unveiling of the Kiss casket. Gene Simmons stated that the coffin is watertight, so it could be filled with ice and used as an oversized cooler, or as a Kiss fan's final resting place. The casket is adorned with a photo mural of the KISS logo and depictions of each member of the original lineup. The cost is $4,700 for a signed casket. And here's Gene appearing on The Howard Stern Show in 2001. And then tomorrow I'm appearing at the Jacob Javits Convention Center uh, to debut the KISS Coffin. 
Yeah, well, now explain to me. The, this you. is your latest invention. You've invented everything. Wait a minute. Every- Where do you sit in a dark room and you come up with these things? You can literally be buried with Kiss <laughs> now. This is true. No, this, this is actually. Gene is, is, is not making this up. Gene, you spend you spend most of your day inventing stuff, don't you? This is where is his lab? The Kiss coffin. The Kiss. You know, even more important than that, did you know that seven out of ten Kiss fans, when they pass away, they actually use they leave behind a little bit of money. We're looking into a way to get that money straight to Kiss. Is there a way you can come on? Let me put it into a bank account and split it up four ways. Now three. Split it up four ways. You're on crack. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Gene and Paul, really. No, it's not true. Everybody makes lots of money. Look, at the end of the day, the the Kiss coffin sounds kind of morbid. It does look. It's a real coffin, very high class, completely waterproof. I can't believe you didn't bring one. It's it's at the Javits Convention Center. But let me say something. How much does it cost? It's going to be about forty-five hundred to five grand. What but is so special about this car? I'm glad you asked, Robin. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you do with the kiss? Can you be buried it's in? To- you can. It's completely waterproof. You know, in other words, no no bodily fluids are going to seep and everything. But you know, really high fire. It's got kiss all over it. So even the morbid stuff it, aside, you yeah. mean you're when watching? you close the coffin, you're right there in front of them. We're all over around them. <laughs> around the inside, around, inside, outside, the That's whole thing. Beautiful. However, yeah. here's, but here's the plus. You can enjoy it while you're alive. Sunday, you got the guys over, you're watching a ball game. <laughs> Open up the coffin, grab a cool one because, babe, it's a cooler. Let me understand something. I can put ice in there? It's a cooler. That's what it, it doubles as a That's what it really coo- is. Yes, And I can real. be buried in it. Correct. I mean, wow. I, I mean, there's nothing illegal about being buried in a kiss coffin, is there? No, absolutely not. It's a legal coffin. God will open it, the pearly gates much faster. It, it meets regulations. And that was This Day in History, brought to you by the Podkist and the Kiss Room. We still play with our Kiss color form sets. Hey, you're not allowed to smoke in the Kiss Room. You wanted the best and you got it! The hottest band in the land! That's right, Kiss Army. It's the second hour of the Kiss Room. We're back here. It's about 4 o'clock here in Bluebell, PA. We're broadcasting on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. Uh, of course, we have a room full of people. We have Bobby Dreyer. Yeah. We have Anthony Porter. Joining yeah. us is Chris Giordano. Yeah. We have All right. Todd, Todd Billet. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. This is the first time we've ever had a 10-year-old here in the studio. And guess what? She just lost her tooth. <laughs> she actually, her tooth came out while we were on the air. And now, joining us on the phone, we have... <laughs> Thank you, Madison. We have the author of Magic, The Kiss Chronicles, 1973-83, to 83, Ross Radley. How are you, Ross? I'm fine, Matt. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Now, obviously, we're, we're the, your book is making all kind of buzz on the Internet. And the description says that Magic, The Kiss Chronicles, 1973-1983, to 1983, will provide a day-to-day detailed account of the first 10 years of Kiss's career. All activities will be chronicled, including concerts, photo sessions, recording sessions, rehearsals, band management meetings, interviews, TV appearances, travel, and other activities. Exhaustive. <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty much it right there. My goal was to, to gather up all the information I could possibly find about those 10 years and uh, research it really thoroughly and accurately and put it all in a timeline with photos to illustrate 
exactly what was going on. That's it in a nutshell. And uh, that, this has been years of research. Uh, you know, I, was, I started as a fan back in 1976, like with a lot of people. I saw them on the Paul Lynn Halloween special and was immediately hooked. So uh, since that time, I've been studying photos and trying to, you know, dig deep and get information. And, and you know, back in 97, when Dale Sherman's book, uh, Black Diamond, came out, that was a really important thing because he had a lot of dates in there, uh, you know, that he had researched to that point, and it really kind of kept my kept my enthusiasm going for this idea. And then, of course, in 2002, when Kiss Alive Forever came out, um, you know, that was that was really really when they kicked into high gear because obviously the research those guys did about the concerts was super helpful with my research about everything else. So I've, I've been gathering it up, and I want to give a big shout-out also to uh, the Nothing to Lose book, Ken Sharp. Um, I was lucky enough to, uh, to be involved with that as a photo research assistant and photo editor and uh, got a lot of great information from that uh, publication as well. But my research involves uh, thousands of newspaper clippings, uh, magazine articles, including not just uh, you know domestic releases, but also... Uh, foreign Japanese stuff that I've uh, translated into English to get rare information. So it's, it's exhaustive is a good word, exhausting and exhaustive. Well, it's fantastic, and that and that was one of the things like that I wanted to find out is like you've been posting some amazing photos. Where are all these photos coming from? That I I believe many of them I think are probably the first time they have ever been published. That's true. Yeah, again, you know, with the research, um, specifically with the photos and making contact with photographers, and, you know, it's one of those things where it's like networking. You know, you meet one person and it leads to another contact. And, and I've just been doing this on a regular basis for years and years. Um, one, of the, one of the best things that happened to me was um, uh, back in, I think, 2004, I met uh, a guy named Mark Scalatino. I don't know if you guys know about him, but he's, he's a huge photo collector as well, and he put out the Vintage Kiss photo uh, book mm-hmm. a few years back, right. the infamous, infamous book, you know, that, you know, for whatever reasons, um, you know, his book was singled out and uh, basically taken off the market uh, due to, you know, copyright infringement, apparently. Um, you know, I, 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 I talked to Mark pretty much on a daily basis, and, you know, he has, you know, his side of it, which is, you know, completely, he was, you know, treated unfairly. And I, I can't go into the details about it, but it's, um, you know, it's just a, just a shame that that happened because he's a really wonderful, uh, kind-hearted guy. And together, he and I have been scouring the earth trying to find rare photos. So um, whether it's a photographer named Michael Lynn Marks, who uh, worked for Cream Magazine in the in the 70s. You guys might know a lot of his photos from, um, uh, the, I think it's the Kiss Headliners book, a uh, little paperback thing. He right, had some sure. photos there. So anyway, um, or Rayanne Rubenstein, who most people don't even realize is the, the lady who photographed Kiss in their first, uh, um, you know, official photo session, not counting the, the one used for the first album cover. So she's got lots of stuff. A lot of people have lots of stuff that's never been seen. Um, so that's been my that's been my goal and my quest for these years. And I'm excited that I can, you know, put these together and 
and make hopefully a sort of one-stop shopping for those 10 years. So anybody who wants to know anything about those 10 years, whether it be photo sessions or recording sessions or interviews or TV appearances or, you know, obviously the concert information as well, all that stuff will be in one very, very thick book. Wow. <laughs> It'll be 500 pages. Now, and, when you when anyway. you think about some of that, like you're talking about a lot of those day-to-day things, are you in contact with the band? How are you getting? Are you getting information from people like you know, as, like are Gene and Paul involved? I mean, things like that, or is it strictly just based on research? It's so far, it's strictly based on research. Again, through all the different uh, publications that I've chronicled and cataloged, um, interviews with people that nobody's taking the time to interview. Um, I mentioned uh, on, a, on a Julian Gill's podcast. Uh, by the way, let me let me give a nice salute to Julian Gill, who runs the Kiss FAQ, who is just one of the best best people on the planet. And, uh, and thank you, Julian, for your help. Yeah, they're great. Kiss FAQ is a great website, and uh, they really do some great work. Yeah, shout out to Julian. There we go. That that was that needed to be done. So anyway, um, Zay Ulrich. The little blonde kid that interviewed Kiss uh, at the beginning of the Dynasty tour on a show called Kids World. I don't know if you guys remember seeing that. Um, But, you know, I reached out to him, and he was nice enough to to talk to me for a little while. So I got some really interesting information. He's just one of, you know, hundreds of people that were nice enough to help, you know, help contribute to this book. So that's, this book is going to have so much in it, it's really hard to explain. It's very difficult to, to find a, a short soundbite that will take care of everything because there's really just so much information. Well, I think when you when you mentioned earlier that Kiss Alive Forever, that is such a unique book in the fact that the narrative really is built around the details. Like it's where was the date, how many people were there, what was the capacity of the venue. But yet, it's a fascinating read because they managed to weave in like little tidbits, things on that like that. Now, that's I think what I'm really looking forward to with your book are the kind of stones that haven't been maybe unturned stories that we haven't heard before and things that like, I mean, obviously, like I said, the photos that you posted have been amazing and things that we've never seen. That's my goal. I want to, I want every page to be, have a wow factor to it, not just in the photos, but also the information where somebody goes, well, I've never heard about that before. That's amazing. That's my goal. And you know, it would be foolish of me if I didn't actually have the goods to back this up. I mean, how crazy would I have to be to go out here in the public and start, you know, waving my arms around and saying, look what I can do if I can't really do it? I mean, that's, that's you know, that's ridiculous. So, you know, obviously I can't share the entire book on the Internet before it's even put out. Right. But, I, but what I've tried to do, both on Facebook and if you go to the Kickstarter page, um, by the way, it's real easy to get to Kickstarter, kickstarter.com. <laughs> is, the, is the address, and all you'd have to do is do a, you know, a search at the top for Magic Kiss Chronicles, and bam, you're there. So all this information that I'm talking about, and then also samples from the book, uh, rare photos, for example, um, I was able to find a photo of the band without makeup posing with J.R. and, um, and Mick Campisi back in uh, you know, uh, early 76. 
I don't. You, did you guys happen to see that particular photo? I saw that post, and it's fantastic. I mean, things like that. Where you know, now where? What's the origin of that photo? Like, I've never seen that before until you posted it. Yeah, it's a it's a great story. Um, I met a fellow here in Houston. See, I I teach music lessons. I teach drums, guitar, and piano. And the father of one of my students knew a fellow named Mark Kubina. They grew up together. They're friends. And then I met Mark, who's a Kiss fan also. And he had some concert photos uh, from from the uh, Houston show in 77 as well as the Houston show in 79. And he's also got rare photos of Paul from the in-store appearance um, in December of 78 here in Houston at a place called Cactus Records. So in talking to Mark Kubina, he mentions, my sister has some photos that you might find interesting. <laughs> and so I contacted Karen Kubina. And when she showed me these photos, I nearly passed out. Because as it turns out, Mick Campisi, who was Peter Chris's drum tech, um, I believe up until, you know, he was part of the original uh, KISS crew. Uh, big shout out to JR and Moose and Rick Monroe. Absolutely. Uh, for the original KISS crew. So um, Mick was one of those guys. And he's from Houston. And he would stay when he was uh, in town. Uh, and off the road, he would stay with the family friends, Karen Cabina and Mark Cabina. So they, she was, you know, basically a family friend of, of Mick Campisi's, okay? So she got these from him long, you know, back in the 70s. And, you know, she brought those to my attention. And I just think they're amazing. You know, the one photo that I was talking about where Paul's wearing this, uh, you know, interesting hat and these, you know, interesting shades. And what people seem to think is a dress, but I think he's just wearing he's just wearing white pants, and his legs are, um, you know, kind of uh, crossed together as he's leaning on a little uh, a little uh, a little like a garden or whatever there, a little some plants. And Peter's got these checkered pants on that looks like he he should be in the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> it's a, it's amazing, you know. They all look amazing, and that kind of special stuff was, you know, I just wanted to share that with people so that they could get a sense of the kind of unique things that they can expect in the book. Well, you know, the neat thing is, is that it really is by the fans for the fans. I mean, you're self-publishing it. You're getting it going yourself. It really takes the passion that you have for KISS. So I want you to kind of think back in your mind. You talked about 1976. What were some of your first thoughts of KISS and what really attracted you to the band at that time? Oh, that's a, those are great questions. Um, you know, when I saw them on the Paul Inn special, my first reaction is I didn't understand what I was seeing because at the time, I, I, I believe I would have been, uh, I was eight, almost about to be nine years old that year. I was born in 67. So I didn't really even understand. You know, at that age, I loved music already, and I knew what rock bands looked like. I would watch the Midnight Special and stuff, and I knew what a rock band was. But when I saw that, I just couldn't make sense of it. I knew it was rock and roll, and it was, you know, music and, and guitars and drums, but it just, it was so foreign to me, I just couldn't really make sense out of it, but I was absolutely fascinated. And then very soon after that, I picked up the Destroyer album, which was my first album that I got from them. Um, uh, the main reason I got Destroyer was because my sister was pushing so hard for me to get Love Gun. She kept trying to force me to buy the Love Gun album. <laughs> And if she wouldn't have really pushed that hard, I probably would have went from the Love Gun album, you know, because, you know, who can blame the guy? There's, there's, 
girls with great boobs on the cover of Love Gun. <laughs> exactly. So, but she just kept insisting that I get Love Gun, and then I, I, I just I, listen. I was just a punk kid. I probably some people would still say I'm a punk kid, but anyway, I decided to get Destroyer, and when I brought that home, and you know, put on you know Detroit Rock City, and I couldn't make sense out of what I was hearing with that because it just sounded like a bunch of dishes being washed while somebody was talking right <laughs> it didn't sound like rock and roll and everybody's looking at me because we were all listening to it my whole family was listening together and i, I looked really embarrassed because i didn't i didn't know what to how to explain <laughs> to them what i had purchased sounded like noise and then you know once detroit rock city kicks in then i you know i knew that i was a fan for life right then and there and so you know it, it just it never changed as a matter of fact it just the fascination really just grows, even though I'm 47 now, um, I still feel the excitement of that, that feeling I had when I was a kid. I really do. I love, I love the concept of the band. I love the music. I want to emphasize that, the music. Remember, people, none of this would make any sense if, <laughs> if the music wasn't great, if the music is great. So a lot of people get hung up on the, on the image, and I'm not hung up on the image. I'm hung up on the music. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and now think about that. I mean, obviously, my brother is in the room here, and, and we're, you know, the same kind of thing. Discovered him around the summer of 76 and got into it, right? And I always say, look, we were in that same age group of all. We were the little kids who got <laughs> into it in 1976, you know, when all the teenagers were like, oh, why do these little kids like Kiss? But, you know, when you think about it and all the changes that have happened, the makeup comes off, they go with different members, the makeup goes back on all the way to today. And one of the things I always think is so funny when people will post, oh, well, Kiss is irrelevant. Irrelevant to who? <laughs> like, we're still talking about it. It's 40 years later. And, I mean, obviously, you nailed it. It's the music. I love the music. And, and I think at this point, 40 years on, that's still what's the most important thing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, the makeup would mean nothing if it wasn't for the great songs. Everything come. That's why I call this book magic because everything came together, and there's no other word to describe it. It's magic. The music with the makeup and the personas. I mean, the fact that those four guys got together, it just couldn't have worked out any better. Now, I, I, listen, I love the Eagles also. I love a lot of bands, but the Eagles would never work with the makeup. I don't care how good the music <laughs> is, it wouldn't make any sense. It's magic because that concept. And the image with the music to back it up. And then what's also magic, i got to say, is the fact that somehow, magically, those four knuckleheads from New York somehow found Bill Coin, Sean Delaney, and, and Neil Bogart. And that's the magic team right there. Those guys are so important to everything that happened during those first ten years. So I, I, when I, the more I think about it, the more kind of flabbergasted I get. It's just hard to imagine that all that could come together, like all the stars could align so perfectly, but that's what it is to me. It's, it's just magic. It really is, and I think it's a great title. Now, obviously, like we said, you're self-publishing it. What have been the major challenges so far as far as being a self-publishing author and trying to get it all put together? Another great question. It's, it's just, first of all, it's a lot of work um, doing it, you know, a, doing a lot of it yourself. But I want to say, I'm not doing it all myself. I have so many people that are, they believe in this project as much as I do, and out of the goodness of their heart and the desire to see this happen, 
they're offering their services and help. And I want to give a big shout-out to a guy named Scott Hunter, who's been helping me with uh, uh, marketing and run, helping with the Kickstarter as well as Facebook and, and now even Twitter, just helping me spread the word. And there's another great friend named Albert Borg, um, who, he's from Australia, and he's been a champion of this. And, you know, there's a long list of people who have just really helped spread the word <clears throat> and, and make things, you know, make it a positive experience and, and help out with this so that we can get this book done. Um, the other obstacles, you know, uh, dealing with, with photographers sometimes can be really difficult. Understandably, they're very protective of their images, and they, you know, uh, they, they shouldn't and they don't just let anybody, you know, have their photos. Right. So it takes time to cultivate a relationship, and, you know, I just have to be patient. And, you know, it would be wonderful if I was a multimillionaire and I could just, you know, go, listen, um, you know, let's just cut you the chase here. I'm going to give you $2 million and you just let me use your photos for, <laughs> for you know. But, you know, obviously that's not the reality. <laughs> so I have to actually build relationship and trust with these people. And I've been very fortunate, Matt. I've been able to uh, to actually visit the homes and, and sit and talk and look through the collections of uh, photographers like Neil Preston. Michael N. Marks and Jeffrey Mayer, and um, I'll probably end up doing the same thing eventually with Ray Ann Rubenstein, and I'll probably travel to New York and and uh, get to get to look through every photo that Bob Gruen's ever done. Um, I'm willing to do those things because I know that unless you do those things, you won't find the really really special photos. Okay, right. But a lot of photographers just want to show you kind of like the the generic photo that they think is best used in for publicity or whatever and for me a lot of times those images are a little boring they're very stiff they don't have a lot of personality like if you know if one guy's looking away they think the put the picture is ruined so um uh that's what i've been researching is those kinds of unique photos so yeah, you're looking been, for the outtakes in some cases yeah absolutely the outtakes show you a lot more of the humanity of, of kiss their personalities and it Here's one thing that's worth saying. It shows you just how much fun they actually had together. It's easy to get caught up in this um, this kind of myth that you know they were always fighting. And though I'm sure they were fighting plenty at some point, but in the photos at least, man, they looked like they were having a good time. Okay, right. and that's one of the things that I want to actually uh, make a concerted effort to emphasize in the book. Them enjoying each other, playing around, having a good time. Those kind of candid photos are more interesting to me than a photo, you know, where they're just stone-faced looking forward or whatever. Those kind of things just don't really interest me as much. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, I just posted the link to the Kickstarter in the Facebook group of the Kiss Room, so hopefully everybody can get a chance to, you know, link up with it there. Um, I mean, obviously, what what are some of when you think about your favorite memories of Kiss over the years? What's like your favorite memory of Kiss? Oh, I can tell you one right off the bat. I remember how completely fired up I was when the night flight um, interview from '83 aired. Uh, you know the the creatures interview from uh, 1983 with the uh, that was on the USA Network. Night Absolutely. Flight? Yeah, I didn't even know that was coming on. I had no idea. That's when we learned that Vinnie Vincent is from Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
I missed what he said. What was that? He said that's when we learned when Vinnie Vincent was from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I, lo- I love the interview, but and, even and, more. And, and Paul was a chubbette. <laughs> and his pants split, and uh, he used to like the candy. Yes. All these important facts. <laughs> It's actually a great interview. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the uh, all the things that they say. There was a bunch that that interview was funny. I know that the uh, the raw footage of that circulates around, and you know the the kind of dynamics between them at the time is very odd. And Paul loved to introduce himself as Stevie Nicks. <laughs> right, right. He, yeah. did, he did it three times. If you watch the outtakes, he introduced himself as Stevie Nicks three times. For some reason, yeah, he's on. He that. had he, he had a fixation there. It's hilarious. But remember also, guys, that they showed, and this was the first time I had seen it, maybe the first time most people had seen it, the uh, the footage from Japan 77. Right. In, in right. between the interviews, they would show that footage, and I was jumping up and down in my living room with excitement. I was so <laughs> excited. I couldn't believe that I was getting to see that. So that's one, mem- you know, besides the Paul Inn, which the Paul Inn special was more like I felt just confused. I didn't know what I was seeing. <laughs> right. But by the time that happened, I was so fired up to get to see that. It was, and, and again, not knowing that it was even going to happen, I just happened to switch it over there and catch the whole thing. So uh, that's, that's probably one of my favorite Kiss memories. That's fantastic. Well, Ross, thanks for calling in. Obviously, great. You know, good luck with putting this whole thing together. I know everybody can now go click on the link, put their donation in. I think, what is it, $50, and they get a copy of the book anyway. So we're going to buy it anyway. It's, it's like pre-ordering the book, really. That's exactly right, and there's all these extra bonuses. You know, if you just spend the $50, you'll get a, a free 8x10 uh, print of a really rare, a great photo by a guy named Kenny Saltzman um, from New Orleans. This, this guy took some amazing photographs, and I'm so blessed that he's uh, kind enough to share them with me and let me, let me use them in the book and even use them for promotion. So the, the 24 by 36 posters that are available... You know, if you want to buy more than one po- uh, one book, by the way, there's options on there. If you want to buy, you know, three of them because you want to give some away as gifts and keep one or whatever, you can do that. Um, you know, if you want a signed copy, there's one on there. Um, now, I'll tell you personally, I don't collect autographs. I know a lot of people do. And it's really strange in my mind to imagine that anybody would care about my autograph. But apparently somebody might, so I'll, you know, I'll put my autograph in there. So um, that's, you know, there's a lot of other pledge offers, and it's totally safe. Kickstarter, um, you know, handles your credit card information the same way that Amazon would because they use the same security, so you don't have to worry about your credit card information getting out. You don't even have to pay unless the goal is reached. Um, do I have a, have a minute, a minute to talk about the, uh, the hundred thousand dollar goal? Absolutely. Okay. Cause it's important. I don't, I think there's a lot of people out there that think a hundred thousand dollars is too much. Okay. Well, it for a 500 page book with the photos that need to be licensed, it's, it's, it's exactly the amount that I need to get this done. Right. 36,000 of that will go to print up 3000 copies of this 500 page hardcover book. And because I'm not, I don't want this to be a cheap thing. I don't want it. I want it to be substantial that people can be proud to have in their collection, and it would it will hold up and not not have the pages fall out. So that costs money to do it that way. And then I need at least fifty thousand again, so I can tell Bob Gruen, look, I need to use your photos, and I want to pay you what's fair for them. 
and I have this budget to take care of that. So if, if the fans want this book to have stuff they've never seen, then they have to understand that that costs money, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> That's just all there is to it. Well, you know, so, Joseph um, Belly, Joseph Belly out in Detroit, Rock City, as we're talking to you, just posted that he just put in a pledge. Ken Mills said he just put in a pledge. So, I mean, people are listening. They're clicking the link, and they're going to make it happen. I think everybody really believes in what you're doing. It's fantastic. Well, that's wonderful to hear. That warms my heart. Um, I, I want to thank everybody for being so kind, and, and thank you, Matt, for even allowing me, you know, into your home here to talk. And... Um, it's just, it's wonderful. Uh, I love it when the KISS fans uh, unite for a common cause and they can get something something really special done. That's fantastic. Well, thanks a million for calling, Ross. We really appreciate it. Keep us posted on the uh, progress of the book. We're going to go to a special song now, which uh, we'll have an explanation for when we come back. You're in the KISS room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Thanks, Matt.
That's right. We're in the Kiss Room. It's 4.30 here on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. Now, that was Tato Rock You. So I want you, Tato Ow. Rock Scar, to tell us about that. That's 20 years ago. Wow. I feel old. Wow. Now, wait a minute. We talked to Coach Neff. That was 40 years ago. Yeah. So that's now, you know, and Ross is in there digging out the oldest photos. I'm You're going back 20 years. That's, music, we went into yeah. your, we went in out. Now, you wanted uh, to make a special announcement for all of our Kiss Room listeners. Well, there, there's a reason Matt played that. That's original music from me back in uh, around 1995, 96 with my old band. And uh, as most of you knew, I was uh, jamming with a band called uh, Kiss Resurrection a couple months ago and uh, really made a good connection with Davy Jones and uh, Robert Bentley and uh, was recently talking with Mr. Mr. Pop-Tart, I'll call him, Mr. <laughs> Blueberry Pop-Tart. Anyways, uh, we were recently talking. And he's like, um, well, you know, I, I was doing some housework. My house is clean. My lawn's mowed. And uh, I was like, oh, well, sit back and have a Pop-Tart. And he started going <laughs> off. He's like, no, I'm out of Pop-Tarts. I don't know what to do. I'm going out of my mind. And I was like, well, it's time to call out the doctor, Dr. Pop-Tart. And he goes, man, I should write a song about that. So lo and behold, we start talking. And I was like, well, I used to write songs back in the day. And he's like, really? I used to write songs. So we got a good vibe going. And I was like, well, here, check a couple tunes out. One of them was that one and uh, 56 T-Bird, which we played months and months and months ago on here. And from that, there's, there was this connection like a Gene and Paul or a Paul McCartney, John <laughs> Lennon thing. And um, we both have a, a focus that we want to go and we want to teach the holy grail of rock and roll. We want to take you to rock and roll university. We want to rock you. So what we're going to do is we're teaming up. We're in the process of writing some new material, original material. And um, hopefully later on in the year, hopefully by definitely the beginning of the year, there's going to be some Bentley Rocks music out there nice well we want the world premiere exclusive here i want an exclusive yeah. right here in the you'll, you'll have it. it it's called uh pop tart we want some special, special right here in the kiss room <laughs> and, the, and the name of the first album is going to be pop tart express there you go i don't know you might have a copyright infringement problem there i don't know pop tarts probably uh copyrighted well if they put a z I on the i end. told you robert <laughs> i told you we can't use pop tart well you know what talking about something special here's what we're going to give our listeners a chance to win an Eric Carr limited edition statue. Now, I know you're very familiar with this, Eric Tata Rocks yeah. Carr, because you've worked with Loretta. This statue is number 80 of 150. It was created by Eric Carr's family, and it's signed by Eric's sister, Loretta Caravello. This piece was donated to the Kiss Room by my friend Martin DiDomaso up there in New York hey, City. Hey, Martin! Aye! And what we're going to do, you need to go to the win page of thekissroom.com. You'll find the entry form right on there, okay? Now, here's the thing. I want a Kiss Room listener to win it. So in order to enter, you need the secret word. So the secret word is... Elder. <laughs> okay, did everybody get that? Okay. <laughs> now, you did you get know. that? Did you get the secret word? Okay, because if you didn't it's, get it's it... It's like an innuendo. It's Well, ready? You get it? Innuendo. Elder. 
All right, elder. It's like a That's subliminal message word, elder. right? So the it's elder. You so you go to the win page, okay? And here's the deal. All of the entries have to be submitted before midnight on July 6th. We're live again on July 10th with the Kiss Room. Eric Carr's birthday would be July 12th. Yep. So obviously it's all going to tie together. Someone's going to win it. There's a photo on the win page. If you go to thekissroom.com, click on the win page, you'll see a photo of it. I'll mail it right to you. Now, here's the thing. Usually in our contest, we get somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,000 entries. Okay, Now, if KISS has a contest, they're going to get a million entries. The Eric Carr stuff is always popular. Every time David Snowden was here, he let us give some stuff away. Eric Tatarock's car, you've given us some really cool exclusive yep. things. Martin DiDomasa, we thank you for sending this in. Here's the thing, right? You have a pretty good chance. I mean, this is like, you know, I'm saying right now, you have a pretty good chance. One in 1,000 is not a bad shot. And hey, give us the name, Elder. Mm -hmm. Put your email, your address. You could be the winner, winner, chicken dinner. There you go. Okay, so now you know that's Elder. Now, here's the other contest that we have going on. Now, we're waiting for John Wicker was going to call in and talk about this. Our friend Ira Boston, he is uh, doing a lot with his Tom Hale Memorial Fund. And we want everybody to go to the Tom, it's THMF.org, okay? And they've created the new We Are One, shout it out loud, dog tags. You saw a poster that I, I put a photo in earlier. They were created by the podfather himself, Ken Mills. So you know that means they're cool. So here's what I want you to do. Right now, if you go to THMF.org, you need to click on, there's a button right on the front. It says the Kiss Room Contest. It's a button. It can't be any easier. It will take you to a page where it says that you have to click on the button, enter the contest. Boom. So it's two clicks. Okay. You got to click on the thing. You got to click on the enter. It's going to ask you for a phrase. You need to include this phrase. I give you the secret word. I make it easy. It's one word. Right. Here's the phrase. We are one in the Kiss Room. Okay, it's pretty simple. I think you can all write that down. Ready? We are one in the kiss room. Not only you won't forget it because you live it, you know it. We're in the kiss room. We love it. Two winners will be announced on THMF.org. He'll post it in the Kiss Room Facebook page. Here's the thing. He, we were going to do it live, have somebody call in. I like to give you a chance. I know a lot of you listen on the download. You, you get it right away on uh, for the weekend, whatever. You have until Monday, basically June 15th. The, or here, wait, the deadline to enter is midnight on Sunday. So midnight Sunday, June 14th. You have now really the whole weekend to enter. Okay? Look, we're giving you all the coolest stuff, people. I, I got a bunch of these dog tags. I gave them to everybody here. We're going to post a photo of that later. If you didn't win one, obviously you can order them. They're the coolest things. Here was the idea. Ken came up with the best idea. Order them in honor of somebody. Ken sent us all, and they said, these are all in honor of Eric Carr, and he sent us all the dog tags. They're the best. They're cool. They got the Kiss Army, the uh, Wounded Warrior shield, everything. It looks fantastic. So you got all kind of things you could win, people. It's one of those cool things. You've heard us talk to Ira in the past. He called in. Uh, There's all kind of fun things. You'll notice he posts about it every 10 minutes in in the Kiss Room. You'll see it for sure. You can find those posts. You can go to it. It's THMF.org. You can find all the info. Now, look, today we talked with Coach Neff. They have their cool fun event coming up. This is another, Iris trying to work on a really cool event for 2016. What we just, when we talked to Ross, 
This stuff just doesn't happen. It takes some money. It takes some people joining up. It <clears> takes <throat> the passion of everybody who's in the KISS army. You know, look, it's cool. It's a fun thing. So uh, you wanted to mention something about it? Yeah, actually, in conjunction with Matt's uh, next show, which would be July, uh, in time for Eric Carr's birthday, this is something special from ericcarr.com. And I tell you what, you don't want to miss out on it. Because Loretta really is going out on a limb on this one. And I've told you in the past that we're coming out with a bobblehead. Right. I, I, I was correct in saying that, but I was misinformed. We're coming out with two. Wow. Two bobbleheads that will be out by his birthday, for his birthday. One is non-makeup, and one is, of course, the classic makeup. Which they are beautiful. I've they seen the are. photos. And uh, I've seen these, uh, not in person. Hopefully next weekend I will. But uh, these are two special things you don't want to miss out. They're limited, just like the figures that we put out. Limited edition stuff, probably 150. So Well, like we mentioned, that one that we're giving away, it's number 80 of only 150. And he's and, in the elder costume, yeah. and it's the little base says... Elder, and of course, it's because that's why the secret word, you know, when we give that away, the secret word is elder. <laughs> elder. 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 Yeah, I just I made that. I figured we should wow. play it a couple times. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so go to, go, to, go to the win page on thekissroom.com. So look, it, we've had a great show today, and it really... It's the kind of thing where we've given you a lot of homework. You can go to KissCadillac.com. You can find out about that. You can donate to their monument. You can be part of Kistry. I think that's really cool. I want to, you know, I'm thinking now, how can I make it out to that event? Because that would be a blast. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, Ross's book is going to be phenomenal. It seems like it will be one of the definitive Kiss books. And one thing that I really like, what he said, look, it's created by a fan, someone who has loved it for all his life. Yeah. We're hoping to get that story. That's the key. So you're going to go to that. I put the Kickstarter link right on the Kissbook Facebook page. So we're going to do that. We're going to go to thmf.org. You're going to find out what it's about. You're going to find out how you can be part of that. You're going to find out about that event coming up. we got all the most fun people. There's an event coming up in October. I think if Bob wants oh, to put his yeah. phone down for a second, let's talk about Matt, that one. Get that? Uh, <laughs> rock and Roll Over, who will be in here next month performing yes. live. Uh, that is uh, Jerry, Steve, Steve, and the newest member, Fran. Fran Galanti, of course, hooked up with the guys from Rock and Roll Over. He is the one that wrote Meet Meet You in the Kiss Room that I played right at the yes. start of the show. We're thrilled about that, so I'm going to put that right out now. July 10th is also a Friday. We're going to have, again, a full performance oh, from yeah. Rock and Roll Great Over guys. in the studio. This time they're going to bring some electric guitars. Last time was more acoustic. I'm super psyched about that. Pumped. So put that on your calendar right now. The most important homework I'm going to give you, July 10th, 3 to 5, here on Laco Radio, where music and minds meet. You'll want to be tuned in for that. Now, here's the funny thing. If you were listening earlier, I mentioned that uh, you know Madison lost her tooth. She's 10 years old. And Joe put, if you lose your tooth in the kiss room, Gene Simmons owes you a dollar. So I don't know. i got to work on that. Try to collect. <laughs> Try to collect on that. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's now, Chris. You've been silent, kind of. We've had wait, we've oh, had a gym. Oh, oh, I want to say hello to my uh, my woman who just posted in the kiss room, <laughs> Paulette. How you doing, Paulette? I'll see you in a little bit. I'll see you soon, baby. So where were you last night? You were at some show, weren't you? Uh, we went. Well, we saw mm-hmm. some friends play uh, Loaded Gun and um, Mach Twenty Two, who opened up for Lynch Mob. 
Wow. Nice. But it was a work night, and you know my schedule, so we really <laughs> didn't get early. to see much of Lynch Mob. We saw, we saw, we saw um, George Lynch uh, driving the band right up to the uh, little club. He was driving. <laughs> George really? Lynch literally was driving, <laughs> wow. and only Logan was sitting next to him. And I got, I got like a couple of fuzzy pictures of him, like, standing in front of uh, Lorenzo's Pizza, you know, walking around from the uh, driver's seat to the club. <laughs> nice. That's about the most I saw Lynch Mob. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was, uh, it was a packed house. How and, late uh, on a school night? You get up early. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm having like a zombie today. <laughs> And you know, really, what's up with Kisteria? Any gigs? Just well, we, we sound more like Kiss this week than we did last week. You know, so we're we're making progress, and um, you know, we're looking for the fall to be our our latest debut. Uh, we're you know, the show is going to be incredible, and we're just trying to decide where do we want to drop the first bomb. You know, so we, we want to make it a big explosion, and we're going to try and figure out you know where to do it. Should we do it like Kiss and do it like in uh, up in New York, or should we do it for the uh, you know, it, we have a member from New York and we have three guys from down here in the Philadelphia area. So we're trying to decide which area to start at first. You know? I'm calling it right now. I think we need a sneak, super secret, you know, debut show here in the kids room. And that would, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Why not? We could do, we could do the destroyer version of the Monco show that never happened. You know, we're out of to be crazy. You know? It'll be fun. We'll have all kind of fun with that. Yeah. Right. Where's the forklift? Yeah, but we can't do it at a forklift. <laughs> You know, it's funny because the gym, you know, where that was supposed to happen, obviously that's going to be under renovation. They're going to they're going to start tearing that apart down here. Well, that's a whole other story. So it's quarter to five. I don't know. John never called in. I wonder, maybe he'll call in next time. One Hopefully thing, uh, the time zone didn't the, uh, screw uh, up. Ken, uh, Ken Mills, he posted that those dog tags that you're now all wearing, they were a gift from him. I know that Thank there you, was... Ken. Uh, Thank so, yeah, you, thanks, Ken. Ken. Ken is the best. Cool. Let's see here. Wait, I, there's a note. Let's see. I don't here. Give me that. Give me that folder right over there where my water bottle is. See, it's there's a note that comes with it that I think Ira Hand does every one of them, and I'm going to tell you what it says. See, now you might want to be surprised when you get one, but see, look, it's so much live. I'm pulling it out on the air. Did I, did I have this, any? This I might have left it in my radio, office. People. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, it's I might have left this it in is my Matt office. being prepared. Matt being unprepared. Okay, now here's what it says. This is so cool. It says Eric Carr has been honored by Ken Mills in memory of him. You, Matt Porter, are receiving this We Are One shouted out loud dog tag in his remembrance through respect and kindness for being a true Kiss Army friend, brother, Kister. It has been purchased as a gift from the Tom Hale Memorial Fund, Inc. As you may know or may not know, the THMF is a nonprofit organization fundraising for the Wounded Warrior Project, and full de- details can be found on the website. THMF.org. We are one, the KISS Army for the Wounded Warriors. Nice. So that's nice you get one of them. And look, here's the thing. You could send it to your friend. Maybe, and you could you could donate that, you know, in your friend's name. Send that to them. They'd be surprised. They'd come home and get that cool dog tag. That would be fantastic. So, you know, make somebody's day, make your day, make our day. It's a great day here in the KISS room. Thanks for listening, everybody. Any last words? We're going to go right around. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, just uh, ericcar.com for those bobbleheads that are coming out. we still got the figures, the picks. we got everything there at ericcar.com. New merchandise on etrcthefox.com. And we want to welcome Lisa Bragoon as the new merchandise girl. So she'll be handling all your uh, purchases and, uh, you know, Buying everybody Diet Coke, too. And 
Just uh, hopefully, like I said, by the end of the year, the Bentley Rock Project will uh, have some music out and debut it in the Kiss Room. I, I want that. That's going to be good. And uh, everybody send blueberry frosted Pop-Tarts <laughs> to uh, Robert We Bentley. need that endorsement, right. All right, I'm out. Bye. Anthony Porter, how are you? you got, so you got great. a gig tomorrow. We mentioned great. it at the start of the show. In Exton, PA. Clash and Platt is my group. In Exton, PA, we are tomorrow night. Um, and then we're going to work on a record. So I hope you all have a good summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, now, here's the thing, right? Done. We played Be My Back Girl earlier. Now, obviously, if you're in the Kiss Room, you dig that because we all love that song. Now, you can get a Be My Back Girl shirt designed by the Podfather himself, Ken Mills. It's the coolest looking thing. I recommend you get it on a purple shirt because then it does look a lot like Yvonne Craig. We love that. Steve mm-hmm. Javorski, he posted he had his picture. He was wearing his shirt. We love that. Everybody could get one of those. Thanks, Ken, for designing something so cool. The uh, If you go to ClashingPlaid.com, like I said earlier in the show, you can get some free music. You can hear all kind of good tunes. You can order the new stuff through CD Baby and iTunes, all that kind of fun things. We're giving you a lot of stuff to do. There's a new soundtrack of your summer. There's your new favorite song, something you can crank up very loud while you're sitting at the pool, while you're wearing your Be My Back Girl shirt. And posting pictures for us. Oh, also. yeah, hey, that's, that's right. right. And Candy Burton said that she would like to be a, a, a fat girl. So, Is she, you know, maybe she needs yeah. a Batgirl shirt. She made the very so first there's your shout Kiss out, Room Candy. shirt. The, uh, let's see here. The notice, okay, Ira just says, the notice has been posted here exclusively in the Kiss Room and not announced on any other Facebook group. So if you go to that thmf.org, enter that contest, you probably got some pretty good odds of that too because you kind of got to be in the know with us here in the Kiss Room. So do that right now, thmf.org. That's really cool. I like what he's doing. We're going to post a picture with everybody with their new dog tags. Chris, what do you got to say? Any last words for the audience? He's, Chris um, is with his phone, too. Well, because uh, <laughs> I, got, I got a request from the Podfather. He wants to see, wants to see me yeah, with my dog tags. So all, man. We get I, I have to fulfill there. the Podfather's request. <laughs> Forgive oh, me, Podfather, if I'm a little late. <laughs> Matt, I'm using the uh, Ken Mills uh, you know, <laughs> protector on my phone here. No, here's I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what Paulette means by her comment. Dear, you have to explain. Please don't play that. Whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, it's good. The, uh, now, Bob actually has a Kiss Room cover on his case. I didn't even have on one of them. That's awesome. Six Where do we bus? get them? Oh. If you go to thekissroom.com, there's a link to the Red Bubble site. Now, the link says shirts. If you go to the shirts page, but man, there's everything. You can there's get everything. All kind of stuff. You can get, there, there's actually, you can get a pencil skirt. I want to see the first gal who's going to get a Kiss Room mm-hmm. pencil skirt. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, that's pretty good. Uh, Caitlin? You know, you can get, oh, man, we're just trying to keep everybody out of trouble. Instead of talking about that, talk about the Kiss Room. We're having a party. Madison Porter, what do you have to say? Now, I'm so thrilled. I could have my brother and I could have my 10-year-old daughter. She's been here with us. She lost a tune. If you tuned in, now, obviously, we'll try and do Madison's Music Explosion again prior to the Kiss Room in July. So July 10th, put that on your calendar. Any last words for us? Now, here's the thing. I really don't force her to listen to Kiss. But she likes kids. That's not a little bit, called. right? <laughs> well, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> now look, they're gonna say I what do kind enjoy. Of I do enjoy enjoy the kids room on the ride. <laughs> I always ask, it's WWE, Taylor Swift, or the kids room. That I like so it's all the things she right. likes. That's great. I guess, and tune in for Madison's Music Explosion next month. And shout Hope out it's to way better. Amy Quiz. Yeah. 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 What do you got? Now, I actually just wanted to add um, 
everyone's listening and posting. I would love if more people that are actually listening posted in the Kiss Room and we could all talk about what happens on the show rather than some of the craziest. I don't know. I know those people are, you know, there was a lot of fake profile drama this week for those of you who click into the Kiss Room. That's really not that necessary. Yeah. Everyone should maybe post about what they thought of the show. I thought the Coach Neff interview was priceless. Agreed. That the, the whole... Uh, irrelevant but that was that story was awesome well you know see that's now that's the funny thing i really wish i could make it where you had to kind of know the secret word to get into the facebook page <laughs> because then we can talk about things that are on the show like i'm getting so tired of people that want to post they want to fight and you get these fake profile people oh my gosh that's like the if anybody's out there that's creating a fake profile and you're there just to cause trouble just please go away disgusting we got no time for that we We're are having the Kiss too much Army. fun, right? It's the Go Kiss on the Army. Vinnie Vincent page. Hey, look, we wouldn't wish you on <laughs> anybody. Go. I'm doing my best trying to oh. get him out. Now, let's see. We Fun got on in the, the Kiss phone. Room. Okay, you're on the Kiss Room live here on Monica Radio. Who we got? We got Marty, man. Marty. Marty. Yeah. Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Marty. What's up, Marty? Now, Marty, we Marty. mentioned, we mentioned you earlier. You were nice Win enough to donate, Italian dinner. to donate the uh, Eric Carr statue. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Hey, listen, I uh, <coughs> want to wish everybody a happy uh, um, weekend. Chris, I got your uh, Galaxy 5 stuff in the mail. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to say this to the Kiss Room. Um, I will donate uh, to the show. And the reason being is a couple of years ago when I first met Matt, and this is this is what it says all about Kiss fans and how they love each other. Um. I didn't know Matt from Adam, and I became friends with him on the Kiss Room. I was going through a hard time because I just lost my parents. And Matt didn't know me, but he made me all these CDs, all these Kiss Life CDs. Awesome, awesome. That's what it's about. It's about giving, giving and just not expecting anything in return. And uh, my love goes out to everybody, all, all Kiss Everybody in the kiss room are brothers and sisters. That's right. And uh, I'm glad I can do that. It's no problem. But uh, what's up, Ty? What's up, That's what's awesome, up everybody? Hey, hey, how you doing, man? Awesome. man? Yep, how you doing, pal? Pad Rock. That's right. All right, now look, we got a couple people posted that the signal had dropped out for a second. Mark Anthony yeah. says it dropped out. Simon says it dropped out. Chris Ann says it dropped out. So you, you need to go to thmf.org. The phrase that you need to enter, write this down, ready, is we are one in the yep. kiss room, okay? Agreed. And it's the truth. We say it. We love it. We're here because we're KISS fans. Anybody yeah. that wants to bring, bring some drama, well, we don't need the drama. We're here for the rock because we want to rock you. Yeah, we want to rock you. Yeah. So hopefully, oh hopefully everybody had a chance to listen. Obviously, there were some technical difficulties right in the start. We're not too happy about that. But we'll be back on July 10th. We're going to have rock and roll over. We're actually going to have Joe Polo from the podcast Rock City. He's going to be in the studio with us. How cool is that going to be live and in person here? So tune into that. Um, obviously, we really want to thank Coach Neff for calling in. We want to thank Ross Radley for calling in. There's all kind of good things that are happening. We just lost Marty. I'm going to bring that down. John Wicker, you can call in next month and talk to, um, talk to us about all those kind of things. We missed you today. Um, obviously, look, it's the start of the summer. 
I love you, people. We really do appreciate that you tune in, that you download us, that you listen. Hopefully, we got to say your name. We uh, let's say uh, Mark Konzorowski. We say your name because uh, yeah, he says it's been we speak rather. Your name. It's been glitchy in places today. Here's the funny okay. thing: they've been having all kind of technical difficulties here in the IT department, trying to with the email and this and, that and the other. Next month it'll be better. But you can listen to Monco Radio all the time. I'm sorry it was glitchy, but hey, you can listen to but it the on the download. download. Yeah, the download download should be downloads are perfect, and it'll be up tonight. So thanks to everybody who tuned in with us live. Big shout out to Tony Coelho. Happy birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. All through the Americans with Disability app. That's fantastic. So we're happy that everybody would tune in. I really do appreciate it. Thanks to those guys for calling in and sharing their stories, really sharing their passion about this fun thing that we like called KISS. Now, we got somebody who's calling in. All right, who's on the line? Hey, Matt Porter, this is Ken Mills. Ken Mills! Hey. Ken Mills! The great Ken Mills. We'll, we'll, All right. we, will, we will accept the, a call from the Podfather. I was going to say, we're trying to end the show. Who are you? <laughs> Ken, you're the greatest <laughs> of all time. What's happening, pal? Well, you know, this is kind of an anniversary. I know we didn't talk about this, but the first episode of The Kiss Room went on the podcast feed. Back in what, 2012 this month? So this is the first episode of what is essentially the fourth season because we're the first right. one. Awesome. Yeah, so. awesome. 2012. And, and I really I'm I'm glad that you called in because I really do appreciate all your help. I mean, when I started it out, like I had been doing, you know, different just kind of specials, things like that. We did the May eleventh special back in two thousand twelve and it was fun. And then everybody was kinda of like Man, you should do this all the time. And you were one of the people that was so supportive of me when I started. And I really do appreciate that. I mean, and, and even just the fact that look at the logo that's now on people's shirts, on Bob's phone. You know, Tony was getting it tattooed, all that stuff. And really, I sent you the silliest sketch and you made it look awesome and always just been a great friend to me. And I really appreciate that. Well, Matt, you're, you, you are a great guy, and you're very easy to be a friend with. And I think everybody that's... Agreed. 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 And awesome. I think everyone that's listening today, whether it's on the download or live right now, can agree on that. Yeah, the first, the first Kiss Room went live on the podcast on June 23rd, 2012. So this month, we celebrate that anniversary so congratulations matt wow. porter in the kiss room Glad that is fantastic and megan says she's uh, hearing us live while she's sewing another kiss creation post a picture of that megan we want to see it so thanks to everybody Absolutely. who hung in through the technical difficulties it wouldn't be a kiss room if we didn't have some kind of technical difficulty but luckily mm-hmm. you can download it we can go live any last words ken for the fans here before we wrap it up well, I want to say to the guys in the room that, that received a dog tag. That's yeah. for me. You guys are great. Thank you for all you do for the KISS Army. That's sent with love. And it's neat that people can do that with one another now. So I just think it's time to, to wrap it up, cue the confetti, and let's blow on out of here. <laughs> confetti. Yes. Yes. Good night, people. We'll see you soon. And as always, we give the last word in the KISS room to Ken Mills. Thanks, everybody. All right. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Habnock, Clinton Harris, and D-Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. Yes! 
That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. History Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene it's with like, like a with like a washtub base. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're gonna come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we care. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at DecibelGeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week, me and my crew will bring you the KISS news of the week. Look at us as kind of a KISS version of Meet the Press, your source for KISS news every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, KISS Army. Since 2007, you've been getting podcast, the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great KISS fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and listening to podcast. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Hello, hello, this is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. It's time for some Cheap Talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Their mommy's all right, their daddies are all right, they just seem a little weird. They even got their KISS records out. This is Ken from the Podkiss. Join me, Matt, Andrew, and BJ as we talk about four great guys and three great chords. Cheap Trick. If you're a KISS fan, chances are you've checked them out. So please check out our show, Cheap Talk with Trick Chat, available for now in the Podkiss feed. Keep Cheap Trickin'. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio.
Any last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. <laughs>